Hey, welcome back, everybody. Husky Fan Podcast. Sharing our thoughts after the dogs 22 to 20 victory over the Oregon State. Beebs in a near monsoon in Corvallis. Jimmy the Gent. How you feeling, buddy? Well, I'm glad that game is over and it's behind us and it's a victory. It was uh, full of emotion, heart pounding. It, you know, very just interesting game. So many different things happened. You know, there's a number of things I got wrong in, you know, the pregame pod. Uh, some things I got right. Tybo almost had a big play, but got tripped up on what could have been a huge first down play. You know, I, I was looking for Washington to score 50 in this game. Obviously, the weather played a big part in that not happening. Um, and, and also the fact that uh, we were just chucking the ball downfield all, all first half in torrential downpour. And then you have Jalen Polk talking smack to the, <laughs> the crowd in the pregame about how he hopes it rains all day. And he can't catch anything. And they did like a close-up on him early in the game. And it was like deer in the headlights look in his face like, whoa, you know. <laughs> and he was like, I think he had his gloves on. He took them off. That that just was, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I could, You know, McMillan had that that dropped pass, you know, near the end zone. Um, so, so many things in this game. Then- but it was the, it was the defense chest. And it was Carson Bruner, who we know, who we've been talking about for like the past two years, the best linebacker on the team. And then, of course, Muhammad just came up huge uh, time and again in this game. Yeah. Uh, and, and the defense, yeah, they made a big, big leap in FEI after that game. Of course, it was assisted by the uh, the weather, of course. But um, I, I, I think even... I mean, if that was a clear, clear day, I, I think we still win by two or three scores. I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I, I think, you know, pro, pro, Oregon State might be getting a little bit too much credit coming into this game. And and my thought exactly, if this was a light rain drizzle, no, no rain game, I, I think Washington handles them just fine. Um you know, one has a buddy Husky fan in our group. He's like, after the game, he's like, it felt like Martinez ran a marathon against us. <laughs> yeah. I, his, I think it, his statistics were like 26 carries for 127 yards, or I don't know, maybe it was 130 or 140. I think it but, was 126. Yeah. It felt like the guy had 200 yards. I mean, I know he had two screen passes i think for 60 yeah yeah, for 66 yards but it felt like the guy ran for like 175 yards (laughs) and yeah it was just and here we are like those concerns that we had about you know letting him you know run at will which he did at at times he looked unstoppable and then we'd come up with the huge stop um but yeah it was uh it was a very interesting game to say the least and just a nail biter. And and I was watching the, the hardcore Husky thread game thread. It was like, 
we're gonna lose no this is our game this is how we win you know it's like this back and forth <laughs> about this team yeah you, you, i i uh i i wasn't yeah uh following the discord game thread but i mean one or two one or two other games recently <laughs> i was following and you know e- even over there guys were yelling at each other and you know just like oh we're fucking terrible you know we're gonna <laughs> you, it, you know dog what dog man has their what do they call it like their safe room or like their game day board where they try and keep I have no idea ranting um to a minimum you gotta yeah. have the ranting that's what makes it fun yeah and and just yeah one comment about um you know because I, I love i love the discord guys shout out to them but you, you gotta understand like when your team's really good like you're not going to have a peaceful message board. Like it only gets it only gets worse. I mean, you should see like Alabama or Ohio State. You know, like what their forums look like. It's like they want Ryan Day fired when what's his record? His record's like fifty six and three. It's, you know, <laughs> you know. And so it, it it's only you know we're going to extend DeBoer. I mean, that's at least what I'm hearing. You know, you know, knock on wood until it gets done. But if if DeBoer is around for another decade, which you know. We we all hope um, it's 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 the the fan the boards are only going to get worse because the expectations are only going to increase from here. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you're, you're eighteen in a row. He's now at twenty nine and one in November, thirty and one in November. Um, what, he, what, he only what, has eleven losses. Yeah. Uh, so what? So he he was eleven and two. So we're now so twenty two and two. It's his yes. record. I mean, what do you for? I'm gonna. I'll give my answer first, but I'm. I'm. I just want to get your opinion on what all those numbers. What do you think is the most impressive for me? I think it's like the eight and zero or nine and zero against top twenty five teams. I mean that. Yeah, that's me. I think is the most impressive. Yeah, and if someone posted, you know, their resume. I mean, if you looked at their resume, like you, you should say they're number. They should be number one in the country right now, with all the ranked wins uh, under their belt. Now, I mean, they've played two teams in the top eleven, won both games. Um, you know, it's it's been unbelievable, and, and, and with some of the deficiencies that that we complain about weekly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we have to feel really. I, 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 it's just like the Dylan Johnson breakaway and then the fumble. It, you know, it's just like, are you kidding me? And like we were talking before, like we get the safety, they're punting deep. Nagata, who's been kicking off beautifully, you know, has just like gets an eight yard return, runs into the back of his own guy. There's like all these little things. And, you know, Gross misses a field goal. Now I'm like worried about Gross and pressure situations. Um, you know, they just, they just find a way to overcome, you know, kind of some plays that you've, I mean, if Dylan Johnson, if they score on that drive, I mean, I think they go up what two, two scores on that, on that play, I think, uh, is that right in the, no, I think it was seven, seven. Was it seven, seven? Yeah. After the Johnson breakaway. Okay. Um, or no, wait. It was, no, but remember, we scored right after that because your your boy Bruner caused a fumble. Oh, right, that's you know, right. On, that's only right. two, only two plays later. Um, was that? But yeah, and then was that the 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 penalty assisted touchdown that Fowler called? Was that the Penix run in? 
Uh, I'm not sure, but I, I think that the touchdown after the Dylan Johnson fumble that put us up 16 to seven. And then I think we gave up a field goal and it was 16, 10. Then we had the score, uh, before halftime. Okay. I can't, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. Know, like, <laughs> it's, it's two days away ago. You yeah. can't remember every small detail, but, um, um e- even with the fuck ups in the first half, like we were still in position to blow them out. Like we overcame um those issues well know, and, and i think there was two series we went three now i think we threw like six times in a row and, and it's just like chucking the ball down the field yeah. throwing lasers in the guys and you know i would polk have two two three drops and it, it felt like he what he didn't even play the rest of the game yeah i mean the the, the problem for the offense was the only guys who could catch were Rome and Westy. Yeah, and and it seemed like, correct me if I'm wrong, but everything was to the sideline all night. And I'm wondering if they just didn't throw down the middle because they're concerned about you know the ball getting dropped or slipping through guys' hands and in the defense you know coming up with the turnover because of the weather. But it it seemed like everything was to the sideline or like deep routes, you know, pr- pretty difficult catches to make yeah. uh, throughout the night. So it's, and Jess, and I think you've pointed this out too. I, we're lucky that that quarterback's not very good. Ugulale, U- U- is that his name? U- uh, Ui, like Ui, now, now, now I can't say it. Ui, Agilete, yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Ungle, he, Ooh, Ungle Ungle, or Ungle, yeah. And, I mean, he he was not very good. And, and and it did blow my mind that they brought in that Childs guy, who apparently I think we recruited. Yeah. No, he um, Childs is yeah, Childs is good, but he had no chance. I, I I mean he that was a three and out series, I think, for Oregon State. That that to me made no sense in that game. Yeah, you, in the game. yeah. well, you could tell they weren't gonna bring him in after that like he was done oh for, yeah you know, no that he, was he just got yeah. he just got killed on a couple of plays um and, and yeah because we knew there was he was that guy was not going to be throwing but i i think they do they kind of jonathan smith brings him in but he don, threw it yeah don james style i yeah, yeah. I, I think the pass was shitty that's all i remember like it, it wasn't was. i think he threw the ball twice i think he had two passes in, in his series uh, and, and I'm I'm just actually having I have the end of the game on. I mean, they have the they they showed Dylan Johnson on the sideline. He looked fine. I, I want to know like if this if he's like foot got stepped on and it like swelled up later on or what. But he looked totally fine at the end of the game. I mean, when they were downing the ball, it was Sam Adams and uh, Odunze you know, behind Penix when they were just kneeling on the ball. But I, I do have to ask, what 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 was your emotion when they the last play and and they put Odunze in the one on one situation and he's just and he dropped back to pass. What what were you feeling at that moment? Like did you feel like, oh we got this? <laughs> or oh, you, you mean like, oh, you, you mean on fourth down? Game? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was just I was just trying to calm myself down. I mean, I I knew we were in good position when we were making the what what, what was it four fourth and five. 
Uh, I think it was only two. No, I think it was or fourth so, and five because it was, we three. had them. In, Hold on. I'll wait, wait you you're talking about when we had the ball or when Oregon State? I'm had talking the ball? at the end of the game when we had oh, the ball. Oh, to okay, close when it we out. had the ball. Um, yeah, to close it out. Yeah, we. I mean, we were debating. Um, you know, we were quickly debating like what we should do, and just one of my buddies said. You know, like Grub and DeBoer have been so good in these situations. Like, I'll just trust whatever they do. It was third and three. It was third and three. So, I mean, we still had another play. We did. We saw another play. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, if if we throw an incompletion, you know, then everybody is going to say, well, we should have ran the, you know, you could have run twice. I mean, it's just (laughs) play calling after the fact. But it's an example of your players have to win the game for you. Yeah. And I actually think, uh, uh, yeah, Dylan Johnson. Apparently, I think, I think he was he, I think he was hurt. You know, before, um, because I'm, I'm reading this on Dog Man that uh, he was hobbling around during Oregon State's last drive, and he went in mm-hmm. for you know a couple of runs. But after the game, you know, he didn't walk off. He he didn't walk up the tunnel. He got in the back of a cart. Um, so he Oof. must, it must've been, yeah, it must've been adrenaline in the fourth quarter for him. And that, that probably factored into also why they were going to throw the ball. Yeah, no. And because it's, it's so, like th- those two runs, you know, Johnson had the two carries for seven, like he was going down pretty easy uh, on, on the, you know, t- in the fourth quarter when we used him and get get by the way getting that yardage was pretty important you know when we punted to them and their you know guy caught the ball at the five yard like that getting a first down that was pretty important i mean master of the obvious but you know that they their offense picked up a, what two or three first downs before we stopped them and they yeah. only needed they only needed to get a field goal but yeah my point is my point is if johnson was healthier in the fourth quarter we probably would have been able to do more damage with the run game. But yeah, those last two runs, he, he went down pretty easy. I, I just felt like the way we came out to start the game, I was like, okay, this is the game. We're going to put it all together. You know, you, you know, I've been talking about the putting the four quarters together. Right. You know, putting the pedal to the floor on this team. And then obviously it didn't kind of – it. And then Oregon State came in out and scored right away, and then, then both sides got stops. You're like, well, shit, this isn't quite what I was <laughs> envisioning. And you know, I mean, Oregon State's what fifteen and one at home, not in the last sixteen, I think sixteen and one, sixteen and one. So you know, on top of that, the the weather, um their ability to run the ball, you know, a lot of those things played out, but again, we're just the better team. And, and it it feels like we talked about it before, but like the six, the last six or seven minutes of these tight games, we just are the better team. We just execute. uh, The defense shows up at, at at, uh, the most opportunistic times. Um, You know, that that's, what's most impressive to me is, how we are able to finish out these games with like six, seven minutes left. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's the mental toughness and, and confidence. 
Yeah, I, I think I think that's a lot of it. And if you're an Oregon State fan, I, I mean, you have to feel like we're just going to run the ball down their throat and finish this out. I mean, how do you not? You know, that's the thing, like with their quarterback, <laughs> you should try to get Martinez and like Fenwick, I think only had like one or two carries the entire game, which was really surprising to me. Um, I just feel yeah, like you well, would have. He only had three carries, actually three carries for zero yards, apparently. Three carries for zero yards. I mean, that's shocking. Yeah. I mean, he's he had a, well, Yeah, he had a long of three. So there's there's probably one play where he lost. I think I remember one play where he got hit like immediately behind the line. And it just feels like you would have found ways to do whatever you could to get Martinez in space, you know, get creative near at the end. Like I, I think, you know, Jonathan Smith's really good, like misdirection, moving, you know, moving plays around the field, keeping the defense guessing. And uh, if you're, you know, if you're a beer fan, that that's a tough loss. That, that That's a tough loss. Cause you could feel like, you know, at times they could run at will with Martinez. And, but, you know. But we didn't have to, we didn't, we didn't have to respect their passing game. And, and yeah. uh, you know, so the the weather also helped us in that regard, in that there's weather. We know they're, you know, their receivers are midgets. I mean, their, their tight end's good, but they just, they didn't have the level of a passing game that would give us huge concern. And even with that, Martinez was still able to have a big game, but you know, nevertheless, he was stopped. You know, we forced quite a few punts. I mean, enough punts where, you know, you know, we, we were ahead 22 to 10. I don't, I don't know why I don't like that. We went for two when it was 22. To I did 10. not like been, that. Yeah. I didn't like that. You know, you 23, 10. And then, um, I, I just knew when that got, you know, Muhammad with the pick and it looked like, you know, he had a chance to bring it back, but you know, the guy was like holding onto his Jersey. And I just, when it was, when that was happening, I was thinking like, it's so wet out there. Like, how is the guy able to still hold onto the Jersey? Like, <laughs> you know, you were, you were just waiting for Muhammad to just break free and then take it all the way back. So I, I even at the time, I thought that was potentially a big play. Well, I was starting to think like, why, you know, at the end of the game, it's like, why did they, we go? We needed that one point. I was like, we need that one point. You know, it just didn't make sense. I don't know why yeah, you, all these teams. Yeah, you don't, especially in, in, in this weather game, like you don't need to be chasing points in a game where there's not going to be that many points. Right. Yeah, it, that was really just bizarre. I, I And we see this a lot, too. Even the NFL, like pushing the two-point conversion. Uh, when it doesn't really make sense to do it. And fans talk about it all the time. And it's like the fans are are right more often than not, I feel like, in these scenarios. Why are you going for two there? I mean, maybe they, you know, coach does how well oh, we, we felt good with the play, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We thought we had it drawn up, you know, you know, it was, we felt really good about it, but it just, you know, it didn't work. Well, you know, <laughs> just take the extra point. Take the extra point. It doesn't matter now, but it, it's 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 incredible that you know here we are in this scenario with one game left to go twelve and zero, continue this insane winning streak. I mean, talk about getting spoiled uh, as Husky fans. Like, imagine what like a two game 
like losing streak will do this diehard fan base <laughs> like you said but the expectations is going to get higher and higher when you set the bar this high um cuz obviously you know this incredible you know group of players that have been assembled with Penix and Odunze and, and Polk and Johnson all these guys like the we only have a few games left of this pretty unique situation. Yeah, but and I, I mean, there's there's still talent holes. Yes, on, well, on the team. Oh, for sure. And and right now, what are we fortieth or so in recruiting? Um, right now, like our recruiting class, we're not. I don't yeah, we're I'm, not even... I'm not that worried about that. I'm I'm hearing we're gonna have a huge portal haul. So when we'll, you say we'll... portal haul, you mean just gonna bring in a bunch of guys from elsewhere yeah i mean I, obviously it has to be a a good culture fit but they're you know DeBoer is not he's not the kind of guy who is uh gonna say oh well you know we had a great year now we're gonna be rebuilding i hope we're just gonna be <laughs> eight and four next year he's not the kind of guy who's gonna accept that do you think he goes after a quarterback, or are we going to stick with Dylan Johnson? You mean Dylan Morris? No, of course I mean, we're Dylan, happy. Dylan, Dylan I mean, I, I, you know, I love Demo for his, uh, you know, loyalty to the program, but uh, no, we're we're bringing in somebody. Do you have any insight on who that might be, or just you just know they're going to bring someone else in? I I just would be shocked if we didn't bring somebody else in. I haven't yeah. asked anyone or heard. I, I know people have been talking about the Tulane quarterback. Who, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was looking at some of those EPA stats, and I think the Tulane quarterback was—I want to say he was like in the top fifteen. Mm. Um, so you know, obviously, any any quarterback is going to be a, a drop off from Penix. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see, but well, let's just focus on the rest of this year. Yeah, all right. Yeah, um, fair, fair enough. Yeah, we have plenty of time to talk about the next but, year. Yeah, the real the, the real question is, I mean, big picture question, like the team that we've seen over the last five games, is that the team we are, or do we still have a chance where we can revert to the team that we were the first half of the season? where you have an offense that's executing at an extremely high level. And, you know, the defense is just, you know, I don't know, maybe it gets healthier, but that's, that's the, uh, that's the, that's the question to me. Like, can, can, you know, are we just, do we just have to accept that for the, you know, the next, for the rest of the season, what we've seen the last five games, that's the team we are, or can, you know, can we, put it all together like we kind of did for most of the first half yeah what do you think the shift was why do you think there's been such a difference because i mean i think they put up a you know a screen of Penix's first half of the year stats to like the last five or whatever it was and that was pretty pretty significant difference um you know is it teams having more film on them you know, all these teams trying to get their best shot. I, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, I, I uh, just say, uh, why well, go ahead? I thought you were. I didn't no, know no, you go were ahead. Gonna... 
Nope. I mean, I would say uh, obviously the injury to Jalen has been big. Mm-hmm. Stronger yeah. opponents. I mean, stronger opponents and um, injuries. I mean, injuries on defense, I would say, which kind of expo- exposes our lack of depth in some areas. Yeah, I mean, I think those are all fair assessments. Um, you, you know, and looking at this game too, I mean, just there was some just brutal offside penalties. Yeah, too, too many Moore, penalties. Yeah. Too many penalties. Quentin Moore had a two holding calls in the game. Didn't he have the, and he jumped off sides in and the he field goal. You just you knew we were going to miss it after that. You know, you oh, just totally. didn't you know it's like we yes. you know penalty you get the free kick it goes in it's just like yeah we're missing i mean that, I mean, yeah. that, that was big because that i mean that's a huge massive and that's a momentum changer too right you that gets the crowd into the game yeah um that gives oregon state a lot of confidence and yeah quentin moore was horrific he, yeah he had two holding penalties and have the offsides on on the field goal. I mean, talk about a rough night. And what do we have? Three defensive offside penalties too. One was on a third and five, um, and they converted it. You know, uh, that sp- that was on the first their first series of the first quarter. And and this is against a team who wants to be a run heavy team. Like you're really you're really helping them out. Like that makes a huge difference. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so it just like man it just feels so close to blowing the doors off and and for and just the little things seem to creep up and and keep the game in these scenarios where it just feels too close for comfort i mean i'm mean, again i mean if you're a b fan you're 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 within striking distance to you know, win this game at home. I mean, you have to feel good. I mean, that was like the defense again comes in clutch, and and Penix just throws a freaking laser to Adunze on that one on one. Um, because they made it like because on the right side it was it was going to be like a wide receiver screen to Bernard, and right. then they had you know Rome all by himself and. <laughs> Penix just looked his way, kind of pumped it, and then just fired it off. And when he threw the ball, Odunze hadn't even turned around yet. That's what's amazing. So the ball was like halfway already there to when Odunze turned around to catch it. I mean, their chemistry is incredible, obviously. Uh, in those scenarios, it's just you know that's like what they did to Oregon too, uh, at, to, to to close out the game. So it's uh, we're we're deadly in that last six seven minutes, but you know for our mental <laughs> wherewithal, we'd like it to be a little easier because there were certainly opportunities to make this game a little easier. Yeah, I mean, I I have some. I have some confidence. I think Jalen played something like 30 snaps. I saw the numbers. Uh, I'll try and I'll try and bring them up. Um, but yeah, he played quite a few snaps. And yeah, I mean, just just like Polk, I mean, he dropped a bunch of p- passes. 
mm-hmm. his targets. But the, the yeah, the unfortunate thing is like it, it could have it it if it was a you know not a horrific weather game, then it would have been a you know a game where Jalen could presumably get a couple catches in there and you know take a hit and all of that. But it it just seemed like because of the weather. It yeah, no, kind of lot, kind of lost an opportunity, and now there's only one game for that opportunity, right? And in the the hardcore guys were talking on their pod, I and I I'm sorry if I'm getting the year wrong, but it was Florida State. They're mentioning in 2018, they're playing all their games close. Then I think they got crushed uh, late in the year, um, but. Now, does margin of victory hurting this team uh, when, when the CFP ranking comes rankings come out? Because I mean, the resume is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, um, we're, what what's the is it strength of record that we're number one? I believe so. I believe in, we're first in, in strength. And, of and, and even in game control, we're number six, which is good because the, I mean the the I know that. You know, some people have said this is a better team than the 2000 team, which I, I think is a good comp. But the 2000 team, they were really living dangerously. I mean, they were they <laughs> had to come they had to come back against bad teams. I mean, the 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 game control metric being number six. I mean, that shows that look, we've been in control of all these games. It's just been our own. You know, don't drop a don't drop a touchdown. Don't drop the ball on the one yard line. We're about to go ahead by 12 points. Right, <laughs> you know, don't get a fucking penalty when you're about to, you know, go ahead by two touchdowns on the road and make a field goal. Yeah, uh, no, I mean that it puts a lot uh, of a lot of pressure. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, how many lives does this team have? Like, when when does when do the mistakes catch up to you? Well, you know, I that, mean it. it We'll have to see because you know, presumably playing Oregon, we need to have, you know, the, the team that beats Oregon is the team that, you know, beats Utah forty-two to twenty-eight or forty-five to twenty-eight. It's the team that you know blows out the Cougs this weekend. It's the team that right. against Oregon State wins that game thirty-seven to twenty or you know thirty-four to twenty or thirty-one seventeen or something like that. That's that's the team we need to see to beat Oregon in the championship game. If we have, you know, if it's the team from the last um, five weeks, if it's like an average of that team, then, you know, that's going to be really tough to beat that Oregon team. Yeah. I, you Yeah, you exactly. I mean, that's just, it's going to be really challenging if, you know, these painful penalties, little mistakes, <clears throat> fumbles—you know those things are just going to be real hard, really hard to recover. Playing, especially the way Oregon's been playing. I mean, say what you will about them. I mean, they've been—I think they've been beating teams by an average of twenty-four points a game since losing to us. Um, now you know they have—they've played some puffs they they had utah they they crushed utah um yeah that, that's their best win but they haven't i mean they haven't played you know they beat 
USC they by nine. USC I mean, but nine, they controlled that game. You know, Wazoo by four. I think fourteen, but they controlled that game. But the 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 the, the, the least impressive of their victories have been teams that can pass. So that's mm. the that's that's how it teams that can't pass they've just been destroying them so probably not a good situation for oregon state yeah i mean that's yeah i i would be surprised if oregon state kept that game close you know i don't know maybe the weather will be better and you know they can you know they'll make some throws of their tight end but yeah I, i i don't think it's a good matchup for oregon state and especially they're in eugene and uh Oregon's going to be looking for revenge, and Lanning can shake off, you know. what? What's his two losses are, what, Washington and Oregon State, right? Yeah, he's 0-3 or, against Washington and Oregon yeah. State. I was going to say, 0-3, yeah, 0-3, excuse me. Yeah, two losses to Washington. So, he has two losses to Washington Oregon State. Does he have a fourth loss? Georgia. Georgia, right. Yeah, so he's, what, 22-4, and four, I think. The Boars twenty-two and two. Uh, you know that the storyline is obviously what the media wants to see for the the championship. But you, you know, facing, I mean, let, let's just say it happens. Oregon State wins. Arizona beats Arizona State. Like Arizona is a formidable opponent. Yeah, we would be. I'm looking at the Sagarin. We would be probably six and a half point favorites. Whereas it looks like Oregon is probably going to be six point favorites over us. You know, depending wow. on what depending on what happens this week. So we're six points favorites against Arizona, but they would Oregon's would be six against us. Favorite six against us. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just looking at Sagarin based on their calculus. But from from what I've heard and I've seen, that's what people have been saying. You know, six and a half, seven. Six. Wow, a touchdown favorite against us for Oregon. Wow, a neutral field. Okay, well, yeah, they at the beginning of the. I mean, if if the first game was on a neutral field, um, or I guess it would have been, it would have been a pick'em. All right. Yeah. yeah how do you pick them? Yeah, it would have been a pick them. How does how does the betting work when it's ah. like that? Well, I don't know. We need to get we need to get uh, some betting superiority guy in the pod to tell us. <laughs> yeah. So I I, well, I think that we'll go ahead. I was say, where do you want to go from here? You want to, we're probably not going to be able to do uh, a second pod this week with the with the short week, the holiday. Do we talk a little bit, Cougs? We stick on this game. We talk uh, big picture. Um, yeah, we could do a little bit of both. So I think you know, I, I'm going to get into questions here because there's quite a few. Yeah, we can okay. transition to the Cougs, but that that's what it comes down to. To me, is we. We need to, you know, get ready to play our best game these next two. I mean, I, I do think we're going to crush the Cougs, and I, I do think we have a good shot to, you know, play our best game these next two weeks. But we we can't 
be the team that we've been the last five weeks. And I, I, I know that DeBoer is probably preaching that and, and all the players are probably aware of that. And, and obviously the J the Jalen, I mean, that the, that's an X factor because he's kind he's kind of like, yeah, he played, but you know, we need him to be like 90% close to a hundred percent against Oregon. Yeah. I mean, if he's, if, if it's like it was, if he doesn't progress significantly from what we just saw, then it's almost like, you know, you can't, can you really play him that much? Because Giles produced, Giles produced against USC. He produced against Oregon. Oregon, and even, yeah. Maybe even this game, we could have, we could have targeted him a bit more. Oh, 100%. Uh, that, that was surprising to me. I think he had what one catch. Yeah. And he was able to, he was able to get some yak in a first down. Yes. I think it was, I think it was the third down. Yeah, that was shocking to me that he wasn't more involved. And, you know, he's sitting out the Apple Cup um, to preserve his red shirt. Um, but, yeah, I, I was really surprised that, he, you know, Giles didn't have uh, more more targets in this game. I mean, there was, there was a lot of things that were just – I just couldn't believe the rain, the amount of rain. Was, I was like, oh, shit, this is not yeah. what I was anticipating. I was like, are you kidding me? But even with that, we were still, you know, basically up by nearly two touchdowns at halftime with a chance yeah. to go ahead by almost three touchdowns, <laughs> and even with the field goal, you know, 15 points. I, it the well, I, I still, I think we scored, we could, we could have scored 40 plus in this game. I really do. If, if it weren't for the weather. Yeah, I, I think we would have. So, I mean, that's like, yeah, just if we can just eliminate a few of these just ill-timed penalties. And that Dylan Johnson fumble just shocked the hell out. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe well, could, the Johnson couldn't you, fumble. Couldn't you see it coming? I mean, with the way the guy was running towards him. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I was I was mad. I was like, you know, you got to do two hands at that point. But then my buddies were telling me, like, no running back ever does that. You know, like they when you're don't. on a break, when you're on a breakaway, they don't like do two hands when they're about to score. Well, and he was giving it all and he knew he had a lane. Um, and so, I mean, he was just, you know, giving every, you know, he's a maximum effort guy. And the guy just, you know, he made a hell of a punch on the ball and it's pissing rain, <laughs> you know, and that's the other thing, like. Maybe he does just wrap up the ball knowing what the weather. I mean, but who knows? You know, he can't he doesn't have eyes behind his head. You know, he didn't know <laughs> essentially how close the guy was behind him. I was watching it with Andrew. He was like, protect the football, protect the football. <laughs> like right <laughs> a, as as it was happening. Like, you know, he's he's breaking away and he's, you know, 30, 20, protect the football, protect the fo- the other, the other guy who was with us. The funny thing was, and, and I love when people who are not as animated as me, like, you know, they start yelling or they really get into it when the, the play before halftime, which I got jumped on, on Twitter, when you know the fourth down pass, when it, the, the pass got tipped and you could see it was about to be intercepted. And then this, this guy just yells, drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> just. <laughs> it's just a guy who like never he like only once or twice a game he'll yell something just like drop it drop it you know just right before it <laughs> but can you remember <laughs> like no 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 defensive player has ever done that 
I think in the history of of any no. football. No. 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 Yeah. They just it's just a, you just catch it. It's just like a yeah. Totally. It's just what it is. And and I just love the announcing though about how Alfonso Tupatala was a late scratch and they're saying like he's the best communicator on defense. This is a huge blow to Washington. And Bruner has 14 tackles and a pass deflection <laughs> and, and a forced fumble, right? In the game. Yeah. No, that was a huge forced fumble. I mean, incredible, incredible effort uh, out of Bruner. But I, I feel like. He gives that every game. I feel just, yeah, we, I was, we've been we've been saying this since last year. I mean, we had Cam Bright, you know, the transfer yeah, didn't really pan out. And right. it's like Bruner is better than this guy. Like, why is he not playing? And it, I, I, it's you know, I, and you know he, he's better than Tupatala from what we've seen. Oh, for sure. He's he's the best linebacker on the team. So I, I but I, I, yeah, and I think, you know, because Tech was saying, and this is interesting because he was saying with our linebackers, maybe our coaches feel, you know, they really like rotating guys. You know, they like playing yeah. the four guys. And, you know, maybe because they're not, you know, there isn't like a massive difference. But that being said, and this is, you know, what Tech said, when you're getting to this part of the schedule, Pac 12 championship game, you got to be playing your best guy. I mean, you, only rotate out of absolute necessity yeah i agree with you i totally agree but you know we're not the coaches and they could care less what we think hey but you know what they're <laughs> they're 20 what 22 and 2 is that yeah. or is that right so yeah yes. i mean who gives a shit what we think <laughs> yeah i mean we're bitching and complaining and they're like well we're 22 and 2 and we got eighteen. But as I said earlier, the bitching and complaining increases, like when, once you once you're n- approaching that elite level of a football program. Oh yeah, everything gets it, under the microscope. Well, Chris, Chris Fowler, okay, he's from Colorado. Why does he say program? I don't like even even guys who are from you know Appalachia in the South. They don't they don't always say program. Like some of them say, you know, program. Yeah, why? Why is he saying program? Like he's really emphasizing. Yeah, like dude, you're from Colorado. (laughs) And and okay, I at least give him a little credit. He wasn't yelling the way he does in so many, uh, you know, at insignificant moments. Uh, Just in the past, as he seems to do that all the time. But man, how many things was he getting wrong? I mean, he called Braylon Rice. Yeah, I caught that. I mean, this is your how many UW games have you called, and you're still? I like how they just say Thule. They won't even say his last. (laughs) They don't even say his last name. It's just Thule. And then he said Washington State at the end of the game. Yeah, like two. I think two times. Yeah, I heard that. And (laughs) I was just gonna point out this is a couple of the stats on on uh, DeBoer before I forget. He's eight and zero. The last two seasons against ranked opponents is one of just two power five coaches undefeated versus ranked opponents. The last two years, the only other guy is Kirby smart. Wow. So 
Yeah. He's doing something right. He's doing something yeah, he, right. Yeah, he's going to get a fat raise. I think it I think um Yeah, I think it's going to be announced. I mean, what I'm hearing, I was told it was basically done. So, but you know, the, I heard I heard that, you know, Durfee was going to be eligible, but that didn't happen. So, for this game uh, no, I think it was like before the Oregon game. I think that I, and I'm just deducing that. I think the coaches were under the impression that Durfee was going to get approved. Hmm. Well, uh, I, mean, I mean, what do you got to do? Just keep no blow, well, it's like we said, Jay, Jay Inslee should be, the North Carolina governor made right. a big deal about that kid in North keeps was putting the pressure. on. I mean, where's Jay Inslee the guys, a fucking Husky fan. Jay, come on. <laughs> Send him, send him the podcast. Don't take a listen. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, that, that was the other thing. Real quick, the Castricone pointed uh, pointed out: U Dub is the lowest ranked unbeaten team while simultaneously playing in the conference with the best non conference record, beating the highest ranked one loss team, having the most top twenty five wins, having a top two strength of record. Is the strength of record? I think is number one now. Well, it probably is. He probably just yeah. He probably didn't know. Yeah, and there's another guy who has a similar. Uh, I'm looking at. I forget his name. I think it's Kelly something who has a similar. Um, I'm looking at this guy. I gee, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know what his name is, but he, he has some great metrics, and he there's something that he has that like that that has UW number one. And and like if you look at our schedule. I'm just going to read some FEI um, metrics. They have these; they're kind. There are these statistics like what would an average team, like an average team, would be undefeated against this schedule, or like you know, uh, uh, this is the uh, all these advanced you know ways to calculate the strength of the schedule. These are the three metrics in our strength of schedule. 18, 17, 15. Here's Oregon, 62, 57, 55. Here's Michigan, 72, 68, 67. Wow. Wow. And and, you know, and, not, yeah. And here's the thing with Florida State, like we're ahead of them in Sagra now. I'm looking at FEI. We're ahead of them in FEI now. So like we should be way ahead of them in the rankings. Yeah, so, well, do you think we you think we're uh, number four tomorrow? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, we better be. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. Uh, some of these, yeah, some of these clowns on the committee who are underrating us, they'll just do it because of the backlash. But Jimmy, the larger point I want to make is that. This is also why we need to recognize the 1984 national championship. I, I don't, I don't say claim. I say recognize because you leave it up to a bunch of voters. <laughs> these, and these people don't even like, they're not following this as closely as the fans. No. And there, there is a, there is a website I've emailed the guy before where he was, he he basically redoes the polls every year. I think it's like tip top 25.com. And he, I mean, there's various things that he has, but like Washington is one of the most underrated or underranked teams historically. Wow. Like we're really, and there was, I think it was like during the nineties, he, his, he said that we were the number one, like most, you know, underrated team. 
by the polls. So, you know, this this is why you really have to get out there and toot your own horn. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> yeah, or just be Oregon and you pay for it. Yeah. Well, that helps too. Now, now, your boy Pate, he he was at the game. He went to the Oregon State game. Yeah. He, um, yeah, I, he was I, in attendance. I saw a Twitter thread. I think it was from the 247 Oregon State publisher. I think her name's Angie Machado. And she was saying that Pate was complaining that Oregon State, like their food selection, they didn't really have any food for the media people that, that were there. <laughs> uh, he I was it was a yeah, yeah he was complaining about that in another tweet or a post can't remember where i saw it but it said that he looked miserable the whole time well he bet he was begging on twitter for a, a parking pass and he yeah got the it. guy was he's yeah he's begging for a parking <laughs> pass he didn't have to pay money to go to the game and the guy's fucking complaining crazy and but, i <laughs> <laughs> but the and, and what pisses me off, which I tweeted, is like he's saying, "Oh, the model was right." Because if you look at turnovers, like buddy, you were at the game. The turnovers didn't have any impact on the scoring. Okay, the first two canceled out. You know, Dylan Johnson, yeah, fumb, you know, forced fumble and Bruner that canceled out. The interception before half that was you know half was over, so that's meaningless. And then the one at the beginning of the second half, we we missed the field goal. We didn't score. So the turnovers had no impact on the scoring, like a very, very little impact on the game. Just incredibly disingenuous by that guy. And these people with these fucking models, like models and data, like, okay, all that stuff is great when you're, 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 you're doing gambling and you're looking at all these things. I get it. It provides a, a huge amount of information and it's predictive to a large degree. But not always. Like you can't model every single thing. Mm-hmm. You you just you just can't. <laughs> it's it's of not course. it's not yeah. I mean it's it's not always going to be accurate or even relatively accurate. No, I mean it just it, like people have these markets to try or these uh you know these models to try and predict financial markets and the economy and it's like oh well this. This every time this has happened, you know, this has happened the last seven of the eight times, and then it's like it doesn't fucking work, you know. The next time it's giving you the signal, like that, you you can't look. I'm a huge data guy and all that, but you can't, you can't. It's these people with their models, like they're just they won't let go. Well, I'm they glad he was miserable. Have, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad he looked miserable at the game. Yeah, well now he's he's now he's back in the studio where he can continue, you know, fluffing his master Phil Knight. <laughs> and, fi- and, mean, and fist bumping douche Lanning. Well, well that yeah. He'll be happy to do all that. Right. Should we get into questions before I go yeah, on rant? Questions. Yeah, and I'll just point out too, there like when we start out in the second quarter of this game. We had like a holding penalty, and then we had a, the a drop pass by Polk, and we we're just launching the ball. And then yeah, Polk drops two balls to start the second quarter. One was right into the bread basket. I mean, my goodness, Chess. And there's a graphic that comes up on watching. Washington is the second most penalized team in the entire country. Seventy nine yards a game. We're number two. 
and penalties. How, how do we clean that up in two games? It seems like it's like Texas. How do you clean up tackling? Like we're just, are we just, do we just accept the penalties? Is that just what we do? Uh, got to, got to try and fix it. You know, j- the jumping off sides. It's, oh, got to be, got to be strategic. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we can get to questions. All right, <laughs> rank the rank the tiers of the rivals after winning yet another Northwest Championship. And he's saying tears like not levels, but like crying. The oh. tears rank the tiers of the rivals after winning the North another Northwest Championship. Oh, the tears are, you know, they're high. No, but I, th- I think he wants you to rank the three. Oh, of the teams? Like, who cries the most? Yeah. When we beat all three. or Yeah, which is happening for the second year in a row. Well, right now, Ducks, Cougs, Beavs. Yeah, we have to we have to wait wait another week. I mean, it's it's premature because we have to assess yeah, I'm, I'm, how much Wazoo really cares. But I I agree with you. It's just with the Wazoo fans, you, you know they 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 could see their team go one and eleven, and all they could care about is is beating Washington, and would be happy with the year, <laughs> totally. especially this year. I mean, and I and I say this not to be a dick in a manner but like because jim jim moore i mean he's got two young boys i mean he's a father but i feel like if 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 washington state were to win the game on saturday i feel like jim moore could just he, he would He'd pass away have and a heart attack yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but he would be he would he, you know he would be okay he could lay down it'd be he'd be good he'd be good if the coups like his life he'd, he'd feel like I lived a good life. I got to see the Cougs ruin the perfect season for the Huskies. I, I feel like he he could go and go off in peace with that, and just <laughs> knowing that were the case. I mean, that's for some Cougs that the hatred is so high, so so fierce. But I think from the tears perspective, it's duck tears right now. Oh yeah, that's just overwhelming. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah, incredible. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to send a lot of wellness checks after we beat them in the Pac-12 championship. I would we we could start a, a business that does wellness checks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm serious. Like those fans are, I mean, those du- Oregon fans on Twitter, they're they're vicious, yeah. man. I, I, no, that's a that's I, a fucking that's a that's a cult, and cults get violent. I had a back and forth with a guy breathed back and forth and he was like his hatred was insane. Like hates Penix, hates Huskies guts, hates them all, could care less if, about who they are. And I can be he'd be happy if their lives were ruined. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Well, okay, I'm I'm jumping out of this one. Yeah. It just just remember people, you know, just don't 
just don't even enter. T- you say something, just say one thing, and then that's it. Don't even reply to them. <laughs> just hold hold off and hold off on replying to them. <laughs> yeah, because you if you reply, th- then they win. For I mean, sure. after af- after you've already made your point, like one reply, that's it. Then you're done. Next yeah. question: How bad did Herb Street want the dogs to lose? I, I actually, I think you got it wrong. Actually, he, he, he's in love with DeBoer. Yeah, he likes DeBoer. I, I felt like Fowler was more interested in seeing the Huskies lose than, than, uh, than Herb Street. But there, there was a lot of Oregon State fluffing, and and Booger, Booger McFarland, and that other guy. You know, they were fluffing Oregon State too. I mean, there was a lot of media narrative that Oregon State was, you know, gonna win this game. Yeah, and, and Fowler is so quick to say like, oh Washington's the under you know, Washington's gonna be the underdog in the Pac twelve championship game. Yeah, he, like, I felt like, like fuck you. We're gonna be twelve and oh you dummy. And by the way, twelve and oh that's the first team to do that since twenty ten. I no team in the history of the Pac twelve has gone twelve and oh. That's so that's one. I mean, since Oregon went in 2010, you know, they went 12 and 0, they lost the national yeah. championship game. Yeah. Since then, that there, there's been 156 conference teams. Only one has gone 12 and 0, or is about to go 12 and 0, you know, knock knock on wood. Yeah. yeah and if you look, and if, and if you go back, if you go back to like, all right, since we did it in 1991. There have been only three other teams to do that. 1996, you had Arizona State. You know, they they were undefeated. They lost in the Rose Bowl. If they won, could have won the national championship. So, yeah, they, they were undefeated until the Rose Bowl. UCLA, I mean, they did lose to UCLA. Uh, they did lose to Miami in 1998. Uh which it was one of those weird games that was at the very end of the regular season. They had already gone undefeated and won the conference championship. But if they won that game, they would have been in the national championship game. And then the other three teams that did it, you have USC in 2004, USC 2005, Oregon in 2010. So basically you do that. You're, you know, potentially playing for the national championship. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's an incredible accomplishment just so f so effing hard to do that so hard that's why you know let's just get it done this weekend yeah so so yeah fowler yeah but but herbie no herbie likes DeBoer. deep down that that guy's he's rooting for DeBoer and you dub you can tell yeah from I, his comments and his interviews yeah and he's pumping up uh washington he he came out today and said that they're not getting the respect they deserve. So I think, I think Herbie's uh, on the Husky side. Yeah. I felt Fowler yeah. was, was the guy who was more uh, negative. Uh, what will the bet size of Jim Moore's bet on the Cougs be this week points only, or does he put some money line candy out there? No, he's pretty bad at betting. <laughs> Oh, I'm not sure what he's gonna do. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's gonna. He's gonna definitely put some money on the Cougs. That's there's no doubt about that. I'm not sure what he's gonna do. What do you think he's gonna do? 
I mean, I have no idea. Does, does he even do? Does he? Does he even do real bets, or are they like bets on paper? It no, seems, like, he, as you've said, he's horrible at betting. So I hope he's doing a lot of paper bets. Yeah, I'm not not sure on his. I don't. I don't know that insight. I just following his Twitter stuff. A lot of stuff that he was throwing out there was like, "You got that wrong, buddy." We're <laughs> you six, get it wrong a lot. By the way, we're sixteen and a half point favorites now. Okay. He thought the when he when the first line came out, it was like 13 and a half. He's like, he thought that wasn't, he thought it'd be more, but now it's 16 and a half. Yep. Okay. Well, all right. We'll uh, next question prediction on how OSU versus U of O game plays out. Yeah, I, I think for what we said earlier, I mean, if you look at Oregon's closest games have been against teams that can pass. So I I, I would not be surprised to um, see Oregon win by like three touchdowns. There's a, you know, there's a few things. Um, you know, Lanning and Knicks, the, their knocks, right, is pressure moments, rivalry, and, you know, not getting it done. Um, so, obviously, they have some things they want to shake off uh, in regards to some of the narratives on them. And, uh, you know, Knicks needs a big win against a rival team. You know, because he, 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 you know, he doesn't have it right now um but you know oregon state i think is going to be motivated i I don't think this loss uh is going to take any effort i think they're going to put in as much effort as they can in this game like i don't think there's going to be any letdown um and uh you know it's it's the civil war man Anything can have you throw the record books out, right? I I, I think I think Oregon wins the game. I do. I, I think they they win, but uh, there there could be some moments. So you're you're gonna um, go closer than what I'm saying. You're saying three win by three TDs. Yes. Yeah, I think it's pretty. Po- I think that's very possible. I I just it I just think it's a bad matchup for the Beavs. Yeah, it's not a good matchup, and you know, Ugalale is gonna would have to have an epic uh, passing game, and you know, my concerns about Bolden being matched up against Eliza Jackson that that never materialized. I mean, Bolden was pretty quiet except for a few plays. So, um, you know, I think your point about them and their passing game is going to really make it hard on them in the game. So, yeah, I, I think I think Oregon's probably going to win that game. Yeah, I, it could be easily two or three scores. Next question, uh, do the coaches know something we don't about bull red shirting for Giles Jackson, or are they misinterpreted last year's blanket waiver? Yeah, they it, these games don't count. Only regular season games count. Yeah. So the, the right. Pac-12 championship doesn't count. All the So he can – he will not play because he's played four games. He'll not play in the Apple Cup, and then he's free to 
you know, play the yeah. postseason, however many games there are. Yep. You know, whether right. it's how many, two or maybe even three games. Um, would you have been better off losing earlier so they could get credit for a good loss because apparently good wins don't matter anymore? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, what are the odds? <laughs> Did you see the uh, the video of the fan peeing? Yes, I did. <laughs> have, have we can have we confirmed that <laughs> that's a husky fan? Have we confirmed that? I don't know if it's been confirmed. <laughs> what are what are next question? What are the odds that the fan who went viral taking a piss in the open at Reeser posts on Hardcore Husky? Eighty one percent question mark. <laughs> yeah, I'd give it eighty one percent. Maybe it was race. He's not telling anyone he was there. You gotta <laughs> love you gotta love how shameless that guy was taking that piss. I mean it, at least incredible. It, at least like go in the corner, at least find some it seemed like he was just yeah, in was, the middle. Middle of you know the, the concourse. <laughs> that was too out in the open. He was he was probably so so wasted it, you know. He didn't care. He is well. Apparently, there there's like no restrooms on the new, newly remodeled side. Apparently, like it takes forever to take a piss there. They still have any bathrooms. Wow, that's I mean, that's really awful. I'm that's I'm terrible. glad I, I'm glad I passed on going. I mean that it would have been it would have been awful. Yeah. Me. Oh yeah. You. Yeah. You you spared yourself. You you won in that decision for sure. All right, what do we got next? What kind of injury puts a guy in a boot and lets him back on the field in a week? Back in my day, a boot means you're done for the year. Yeah, being in a walking boot does not sound good. I, I'm i not optimistic he plays. I don't know yeah. if boot necessarily means out for the year. It could be precautionary. It could help, you know, if he's got swelling, keep the swelling down. If his yeah, foot was stepped on, like on the top of his foot, and it swelled up, like that's painful and would hurt. But if you can get the swelling out, like I don't know, that's you know, I don't see that's not a long term injury if that's what it is. Yeah. Now there's there's two times, um, I've been in a boot, and the fr- <clears throat> the first was I was walking at night, um like 15 years ago uh south lake union area and just i think it was on dexter avenue and i just like twisted my foot just horribly and actually had the list frank injury that stand back had um and i i can't remember how long i was in a boot for maybe like a month it wasn't that long now now last year i did kick the wall in a fit of rage and uh (laughs) but i didn't i didn't break anything in my foot but i needed I put on a boot and I think I had the boot on for less than a week. So I I think in this case, him having a boot on, I I think he'll be fine after a week, but that's just an educated guess. Well, Johnson said he was optimistic he was going to play, but then, you know, Grubb said there were some things, there were some hurdles he had to get over to see if that were going to happen. What? I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I saw that somewhere. Yeah. 
I, I can. Yeah, so, I'll find it for you. Okay. Not right um, now, but later. What are the odds DeBoer fires Morell and Inch? They suck. Um, <laughs> I think it's low. Yeah. Um, I I think, and just one thing. Okay, if we're looking at the defense, um, right now we are thirty three in FEI. And all these people who quote yards, I mean, they're just complete morons. I'm just, I don't know why people still quote that shit. But, okay, Jimmy, last year, we were in FEI. We were number five in offense, number 84 in defense. So this year, we're number five in offense, number 33. So the defense has gone from number 84 last year to number 33. And the offense, which was number one, Five weeks ago, it's now at number five, the same as it was last year. And so that's the problem with where we are is we need the we we got to get the offense operating at its peak. Yes, I mean that's you good know, insight. Yeah, get Jalen back or, or you know whatever else you know operate at a high level. We got to get back to that where we were the first half of the season, like that. That's how we progress when the Pac-12 championship and, you know, we get into the playoff where we have at least a competitive game um, where we're not, you know, you know, we win that game. We're probably playing in the Rose bowl. We're probably not that big of an underdog, you know, maybe six or seven points. I mean, look at Andrew Percival. He's had some tweets in uh, recent weeks about, you know, what potential point spreads would be. And they, they weren't, I think the Georgia point spread was the highest. Um, but you know, playing yeah, it's gonna be whoever we play, it's gonna be tough, but um get the offense operating at its peak, like that's that's what we need. It's and that's what's realistic. You know, the defense being number thirty three, it's not gonna you know, it's it's suddenly not gonna go to, you know, number twenty or number twenty two. Right, we need we need the offense to get back. Yeah, they can go peak. from they can go five to one. They could do that. Yeah. So yeah, that's just you know look looking at numbers, um, illustrating where the opportunity is, and just we all know realistically, like that's that's possible. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, have you interacted with the ghost of DDY recently? If so, any new thoughts from him on the state of the program? Uh, I, 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 I think he's, uh, I've traded a few texts here and there and I, he, I, he's extremely optimistic. He's, he, and he's been, he, he was very optimistic even before DeBoer coached a game. Um, and he's, you know, he's sounds extremely optimistic. Um, so for, for what? Like yeah, just the winning whole, the, it the, all, getting to the playoff, winning against Oregon and the rematch. Well, a, a lot. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that stuff. He's he's pretty he's pretty confident in the Pac-12 championship game and just the future of the program. He thinks you know the Big Ten and all those things that are happening are are going to be great. So you know, we'll we'll touch more on that you know over the over the coming sure. weeks. So yeah, but bottom line, he's extremely optimistic. He's He's duging. He's charging to maximum duke, and you know, being being a prof- <laughs> being a professor, that's all. There's a lot of data and reasoning behind that. It's not fluff. What will Booth's excuse be this week for keeping Utah out of the top four? 
Uh, they can't do it this week. I mean, there would be a massive backlash. But yeah, that, that guy Boof Corrigan is a fucking moron. <laughs> well, boofer better not boof it. <laughs> Which word is more used or more overused in the world of college football? Adversity or execute? Adversity. Yeah, I think you're right. And the other uh, word I can't stand that everyone uses, just don't use this word, unpack. Let's unpack <laughs> this. There's so much here to unpack. I can't, I'm just over that word. That's all I just, I liked it at the beginning, used in the right context once in a while, but now it's just overly used. Can't is, this a, is this a work, a work complaint or just in general or? In general, like you know, if I listen, I listen to a lot of pods, podcasts. I listen to a lot of people, and they always like Sam Harris is one of the guys first always use that word. Let's let's there's a lot to unpack here. Let's first unpack. I just uh, everybody uses that word. I can't stand it. But like in the beginning, when it was lightly used, yeah, that's a good that's a good way to you know set up a conversation. But now it's it's becoming stale. Oh, it's so stale. It's like, please, let's not unpack anything here. Yeah, here, here's something else that bothers me a little bit. Uh, the term hop on a call. Can you <laughs> hop on a call? <laughs> where, where, <laughs> who started that? Where did that come from? Yeah, that's a pretty bad one. That one is uh, overly used to the max. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, uh, it's true. Next question. Yeah. Over uh, over under for wins. I mean, do, are you the rest of this year? I mean, I I don't know. Is there some joke behind that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I. So uh, uh, for the rest of the year, that's that's interesting. Yeah, um, eleven. I would say. Uh, I mean, what what would Vegas set it at? Putting my Duging aside. I would say, I would say, um, 13 would be the over under. Yeah. Why are we so good at tackling on special teams, but on defense, we throw all fundamentals out the window. Seem like Martinez ran through three arm tackles per play on Saturday. Well, number one, Martinez is really good. Um, number two, on special teams, I mean, returning is so difficult because you have guys who are running right at you, you know, full speed down the field. One thing they were, you know, I'll just point out with Martinez, that they do a really good job is he would find cutback lanes. So you had a lot of guys running one way and then he'd cut back another way. So, you know, it was tough on guys to get clear shots on them because, the way they move them around and some of the cutback lanes he could find, it's just you're pursuing one way and next thing you know, he's cutting another and you know, you're, you're trying to get your body back in position and then you find yourself just getting an arm on him. But yeah, I mean, it's tough to watch guys getting trucked over, missing tackles, but yeah, but Martinez is, I mean, he's just a really good player too. I mean, he's, I mean, you looked at watch Bucky Irving and Oregon and other teams. The dude looks like 
Washington looked like defensively, all the other teams trying to tackle him. I mean, I think he leads the country in broken tackles. I mean, these some of these guys are just you got to give them credit when the credit is due for a guy like Bucky, for a guy Martinez. I mean, they're just they're good running backs. And like I said, I watched Bucky play other teams, and their defense looked like ours trying to bring him to the ground. It took you know you get through two three guys, and it was the fourth guy to get him down, and even then he was getting extra yardage. So. But yeah, I mean, it is what it is with the team. I mean, it was pissing rain too. I mean, that's gonna make it harder. And and a guy who and with a guy who's talented, it just makes it tough. Yeah, and just a similar question: Why do the players have no idea how to defend a screen all year? We can't stop it. Yeah, I mean, the talent. I mean, the defense has. I mean, it has some jags on it, to be honest. And look, we're down. <laughs> We're missing, or we're we're down three of our four best safeties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we don't like to be hard on the players, but you know, Esteen is, you know, not. I wouldn't say he's very talented in the in the back end of the defense. He, he's yeah. not very imposing. He's. <clears throat> He doesn't display any sort of unique special skills talent wise. It's what well, you'd say he's a jag. Yeah, I mean, if um you know, if we had Taylor Rapp or Buddha Baker back there, the tackling would be better. <laughs> yes. I'll, yeah. I mean, there's only coaching can only take you so far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when we've talked about there's just deficiencies. <clears throat> and it's it, yeah, and, and like Esteen and some of those guys, like you know, they they're forced into duty because of injuries or you know yep. bad recruiting. You know, guys. I mean, so some of those guys, you know, they should be backups, and yeah, you know, and no, not playing, playing, not playing, not playing huge minutes. But you know what? They got forced into that because of injuries. Yeah. No, it puts a lot of stress for sure. Um, on the defense, yeah, I just yeah, and ho- and hopefully you just hope when we're, you know, this week as well. But the Pac-12 championship, it, you just gotta nut the fuck up and do, you know, give a hundred percent and then a little more and just figure out how you can do the best you can and then give a little bit more. <laughs> for sure, yeah. All right, what do we got next? Okay, so I think. One or two more. Um, who would we want to play, Arizona or Oregon? Mm. Well, I think both teams are gonna would would present significant challenges. Arizona's hot; they're super confident. They got a really good offense. They got really good skilled players. Defenses. Pretty solid. Fafita looks great. I'd love for him to be a Husky. <laughs> Go get that guy with McMillan. Bring in McMillan and Fafita next year. But uh, Oregon, obviously, just the, the 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 rival factor, the fan factor. It's the matchup everyone wants to see. 
you know, Oregon wants it so bad. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of bragging rights. Um, a lot of national narratives will be blown up too with Washington beating them three straight. It, it would look more impressive than beating Arizona if they were to play Arizona. Um, so, I mean, I would, I think ideally the best case scenario would be Washington, Oregon. So, so you would, you would prefer that over Washington playing Arizona? You mean just from the sense of like winning the game? I mean, I, I mean, I think Arizona is really good. I mean, I think overall in the, in, in the eyes of, you know, if you go 13 and 0 against, does that change your seating position? If you beat Oregon uh, in the championship versus beating Arizona in the championship? Yeah, I mean, if you beat Oregon instead of Arizona, I would think we're. I would think we have, depending on how all the other games go, we could be number two. Two, yeah, yeah. But if we beat you know, Arizona, I, are we? Yeah, I, I, I go. It depends on all these other factors, but I, you know, I, I would rather play Arizona. You know, I'd rather play the team that's not as good, even though they, you know, they both would be, Arizona would be nearly as tough for the reasons you stated. Yeah. I mean, if strictly from a winning perspective, <clears throat> like just to get the game one and win the pack 12. What, what other perspective yeah, I mean, is there? Well, the, the perspective of, you know, how will that, would the Arizona win be looked upon negatively versus beating Oregon team? Well, I mean, beating Oregon would, like I said, that you beat Oregon, I'm, I'm shocked we would be if we're not number one or number two. And if we beat Arizona, we're still in, say, at number four. We're thirteen and zero. We're thirteen yeah. and zero with you know the most wins over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Sagarin now. We're yeah, five strictly, and zero. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to win the game, I guess I'm looking at like all the variables of the rivalry, um, things of that nature. Like, I think it'd be. There would be more like more excited. I would be thrilled if they played Arizona one. But I'm saying like you beat Oregon, their fans are miserable. Lanning, you know, takes another hit in his resume in regards to can't winning the big game. I don't want to see you know taking the game away from Knicks. All that would be in the end more fun. <laughs> but yeah, I guess if you just strictly getting that. 13 and 0 you victory yeah i mean arizona is probably the the game you prefer to see yeah i'm sorry i don't think i don't think it's that hard of a question yeah no you're right but uh anyway could nagata be the answer at running back if dj is hurt and can't play this week no i don't think so yeah i don't think so i mean if he if the answer would be yes, then he would have already been playing at running back. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be Tybo and Nixon. 
I was disappointed in that Tybo play where he couldn't get the first down. It seemed like he went down pretty easy. It did. I don't know if he got tripped up. Yeah, that play was really frustrating. Was that was before the field goal? <laughs> it was. Right? It was in the third quarter. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that was before the field. That that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was frustrating to me. Because I felt like they could have definitely, obviously, scored on that drive. And, you know, a touchdown. Yeah. No, and then, if and then he had it's gotten a completely, the corner, you know, 29 to 10. Yeah. If he had gotten the corner on that, I mean, he would definitely would have gotten the first down and made a big play, but he couldn't get past the guy. Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting to fight off some yawns. Uh, we got to, yeah. in, in case we don't do, I don't know if we'll do another pod this week. I mean, we've been doing two. Um, why don't we talk about Wazoo a little bit? Yeah, and we'll yeah wrap it up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think we're gonna destroy them. You think we're gonna destroy them? What, what makes you think I mean, that? Well, I, I just think we're we're super confident. I think the offense has kind of been getting close to getting to that place it was earlier in the season. And I think looking at the weather, it's going to be a nice day, a little cold. I just think our guys are going to be really confident and ready to just let it rip. Well, I think, uh, you know, I don't know if there was a combination of Washington State playing better, Colorado throwing in the tile tile completely in that game last week, but yeah. Cam Ward, I mean, Cam Ward's good. I mean, I know they've struggled and they looked good at the start of the year and they hit a really bad lull. But they got a couple of decent receivers in, in Ward. If he gets hot, he, I mean, he can, he can throw the ball. Um, I don't know much about their defense. They're going to have a lot to play for and just trying to ruin our season and become bowl eligible. Excuse me. Um, but, you know, I I want to see a blowout. I want to see a big Vic in this game, especially you know, getting ready for the Pac-12 game. Championship game, so. Yeah, I, I don't they're know. not just uh, they just seem like a not very good, but they can play good. Yeah, I mean, they're actually if you look at FEI, number 40 in offense, number 41 in defense in Sagarin, I think they're um let's see. I think they're above Cal. They're oh, so they're number 48 in Sagarin. Cal is number 54. Um, UCLA is number 27. Who else is on here? Yeah, so they're number 48. Yeah, I mean, not, you know, I guess you could make a case that they could, you know, play us tough and it'd be a soft cock, you know, 14 point victory. I hope it's well. That's like how that. we've been playing chess. I yeah. mean, we've been playing all these games close to the vest. Well, we've been we've been playing better teams. Like th- this is a team. You know, it's at home. We have a lot of confidence. They give up. It looks like they give up a lot of sacks. 
based on sacks, I mean they're give they've given up sacks per game. They've given up uh their tenth in the league. Now so that brings me real quickly to Thule. You know, he they showed him on the sidelines in the third quarter where he was he looked like he was in pain. Now, obviously he came out and played. He had that big stop against Martinez uh and that blew up a play up in the middle. But I mean, is he a hundred percent for this game? You know, he's probably did he did he re aggravate his injury in this game? I mean well, I mean, he's he still was able to go in at the end yeah. and make and yeah. make a key play. The one thing is, th- this is this is a game where we don't need him the whole game because of the way Wazoo plays. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not a running team. Yeah, no, so fair. He, so he will not play a huge amount of snaps. Well, yeah, well, rest him for the the, the championship, I guess then. Look, if you feel like it's going to be a blowout, I I trust you. I just well, I mean that that's my initial. You know, I I don't know what my gut feeling will be on Saturday, but you know, because you have my some of my recent predictions have not been. You know, the last game I thought it was going to be a lot of points. It was that was completely off. Well, I picked fifty fifty three forty two or something. <laughs> I was way off. Uh, do you want to do you want to give a prediction in case we don't do another pod? Yeah, my prediction. Excuse me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, Fifty-five twenty-three. Nice. Yeah, I'm just looking at. Uh... Let's see, Wazoo on the road. They scored 17 against UCLA, 24 against Oregon, 27 against Arizona State, 39 against Cal. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with, um, let's see. How about 48 to 24 or 48 27 yeah let's just kick their ass i don't i I do not want a nail biter apple cup yeah let's just kick the shit out of them and it's yeah the game's over in the middle of the game like that that would be nice let's just let's have dylan morris finish out the fourth quarter how about that yeah And can I just say, Oregon State got away with a false start. Yes, that was huge. Unbelievable. And then later in in the third quarter, that receiver that flinched did it again. It got called. But that them not calling that offsides penalty or that false start penalty was unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. And and real and I I wanted to mention I forgot atrocious quickly. atrocious uh Bruner had a couple shoestring tackles that tripped up Martinez from having a, one massive play 
I mean, he had a lane. The side, the, he had running lanes like we saw Dylan Johnson run through against USC, and out of nowhere, Bruner came out, came out and just just caught enough of the toe to get him to the ground. I mean, Bruner, Bruner, Muhammad were you know players of the game. Man, they were phenomenal. It, they were so so crucial in this game, unbelievable. So. Players of the game against Oregon State, Bruner, Muhammad. Let's get a big Coug victory, and then get dialed up Wait, for Vegas. A big, a big Coug victory. I mean, a big. Uh, well, I meant victory. a big, big. Well, yeah, a big victory over the Cougs. Come on. Yeah, I know. I'm just. It's late. Cl- I'm just clarifying it, in case somebody yeah, clips no, no. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then uh, then it's Vegas, baby. Which I'm uh, I'm I'm dialed in for Vegas. Hell yeah, brother. Yep. It's got to do it. All right. We got to shut this thing down. Yeah. Okay. Go dogs. Good night. Yeah. I'm about to. Yeah. Pretty tired here. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Jimmy the Gent. Great work. Yeah. Go dogs. Go dogs.